0: um hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of fan fuel Motorsports podcast this is episode number 27 and as always i'm alex harrington joined by nathan ball colton cranmore and jared bekaisa so tonight we've got a lot going on uh first up the world of nascar really didn't have much going on these past two weeks uh but we did get an announcement i believe earlier um either yesterday or today that the number one car will be going over to track house. And with it comes Ross Chastain. And I do want to pass this off to you guys. I mean, what do you think melon man in the number one? Yay or nay?
1: I'm uh, I'm for it. Yeah. I'm
2: all, I'm all for like, it. I think
1: it's good. Really? I think he deserves another chance.
2: I think it's cool that he's coming with no sponsorship backing. Yes. Uh, Because, like, I respect that a lot for Justin Marks and just that whole team in general. Because, you know, you look at some guys who considerably (laughs) just buy their ride. And the fact he's giving Ross a chance because he, I think, what did he say in his one interview? That he likes the guy that scratched and clawed his way up to the top. Which, if you look at Ross Chastain's career, like, he never really raced for, like, a top-tier team besides Chip Ganassi before that whole D.C., solar incident kind of like right. ruined that there mm-hmm. but just the fact that he has faith in ross sees that in ross and basically chose him like over Kurt bush who obviously would have had lots of funding coming this way i think track right. is in a really good spot they got suarez and chastain now number one and 99 that'll be a pretty interesting duo to see next year
1: yeah and one plus 99 equals 100 so yeah they've got the yeah.
3: highest and the lowest numbers Outside of Quinn Half, the whole field is – Okay, like well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's Zero a numbers on um, count. I think it's cool. I think this this leads into a bigger statement here is that something either – Kurt Bush already has something already lined up or he's right. going to fire. It's one right. of those – I'm hoping – I'm Justin Marks and I had the choice yeah. between the both. I'm taking Kurt fu- Kurt and his funding to help develop that second car and develop Yeah, team in the yeah. Whole. Yeah. Um So I think this further speculates the rumors of Kurt going to 2311. Oh, um, I want it.
1: Kurt just out completely. I just want him in the
3: thirty-two.
0: Yeah. So I mean, what Nathan and 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 Jared are saying probably about that Kurt going to twenty-three eleven is something um, that me being a Denny Hamlin fan says. Yeah, if that happens, it's great. But also, I'm a huge Daniel Suarez fan, and to me, Mm -hmm. I love Ross Chastain. I'm glad that he's going to get to stay in Cup. But for me, and for Trackhouse, I don't think he actually brings anything to their flagship guy in the 99 of Daniel Suarez. So I think that if there was an ability to get Kurt Busch and they passed on him, it was a really, really uh, detrimental act towards the progression of Daniel Suarez's career.
1: Right. And I I do think, though, Chastain's doing pretty well. Like, look at the summer he's had. So I think there's more to it than him just being a number two driver. Um, I think if he can keep doing this, then he'll have no problem doing the same if he performs the same at track house, I would expect him to be at least level with Suarez.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah. I think just for me, you knowing that the maturity there um, and the guidance of a, of a veteran driver would have been nicer for me being a Daniel Suarez fan. But, hey, I'm a Dean Hamlin fan. I love Bubba, too. So if they do wind up running him in another 2311 car, it'll be great for the sport because that team will be yet another team. To be on the traffic block with and i don't think the track house is going to be um anything to blink with next year i mean we're, we're talking about someone that could have had a top 10 finish in the coke 600 this year could have won the um uh bristol first dirt again. race had had the circumstances been a little bit different i mean i was at the coke 600 daniel Suarez drove his ass off if he hadn't have got that tire go down in the first stage and not been able to get his laps back i think he could have even maybe gotten a top five so the, the guy has, has shown up. Travis Mack is good for him. Um, it seems his headspace at track house is much better than it was during the 41 and 19 years. So I'm excited for him and the sport um, uh, yeah. because I feel like that's another car or two now that could be front runners.
2: Yeah, just to add real quick. But you also have to look at this is like a brand new startup team basically. Uh, like 2311 is basically like your mm-hmm. fifth fifth Gibbs car type of thing. Like you look back, like how many like recent new, just straight up startup teams have had as much success right now as Daniel Suarez has? Because usually you see those teams that try to make it in there but then end up only up finishing like 30th, or they're basically those like your yeah. old school start and park types of yeah. drivers. This year they're like like mid tier team this year so just the fact that as a startup team like that and they're basically on the same level as 2311 in in terms of performance wise i think that's pretty good for them and like you were saying i think there's only a good way for them it's basically they're only going to go up from here i think
1: yeah i think it's a good idea and like you said with chastain i think he's a gem because he's driven for smaller teams before and he's done well with them so i don't really think track house is going to be that big of a thing for him because he's probably thinking that it's better than most of the stuff he's had up to this point
2: Mm mm-hmm
0: Absolutely, and there's no telling what's going to happen when we come to the next gen car, um, and that could give them something. I did want to say though, Jared, um, I feel like it's a little bit different. Um, they're obviously not a, a, a third RCR car, but they mm-hmm. do have that kind of backing. I feel like this is more like um, what Martin Truex Jr. stepped into at yeah. um, the Furniture Row Racing because they were on their way to being an elite team, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that we could right. see from this 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 team from Justin Marks because. The guy's a great businessman and a racer of heart.
2: Yeah, plus he got Pitbull back. So there's definitely a lot of money being thrown yeah. out there. <laughs>
0: definitely. And yeah. Yeah. Justin Marsh is smart. Like He knows exactly what he's doing. All right. Well, uh, that's pretty much all that we have in the NASCAR um, realm today. I mean, we've got Watkins Glen coming up. We'll throw our picks up later for that. But
2: uh... lost the sound. Uh-oh. Oh, Alex, we lost your sound. Alex, can't hear you. (laughs) Yikes! Oh no! All
0: right, Uh, I'm back. back. Yeah, 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 he's back. I'm back. Okay, sorry guys. It said that my browser (laughs) had lost connection, even though I'm streaming this and we can see each other. So yeah, I saw your technical difficulties. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. So. Uh, what I was saying is we had a bit of a race in Hungary uh, for the Hung- Hungarian uh, GP in Formula One this weekend, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and lead it off, uh, Nathan, for this one. What did you think of that? I uh, I don't know that yeah, your driver had scary. anything to do on Sunday. Yeah, that was probably
1: the weirdest race I've seen in probably the last five or six years. Um, it was really entertaining, too. Um, obviously, with the start, you had the the complete just – circus in turn one that took out probably every front running car except for Hamilton. And then on the restart, you had him choose not to pit for slicks, which sent him all the way to the back. Yeah. Which probably prevented him from winning by like a minute. And you had Ocon actually win that race. He drove pretty much a perfect race as people have been saying. Um, you had Alonzo basically prevent Hamilton from winning the race entirely. That was pretty cool. Um, he turned 40 years old too that weekend. And people were saying last year that, you know, he's washed up and he shouldn't be coming back. And he held off a car that was three seconds a lap faster for 10 straight laps. So that was pretty cool. Like that was like my biggest thing for the race.
0: Yeah. So uh, a big thing that came out of that, um, like you said, was the 40 year old, um, being out there whooping up on someone who's in his prime younger in Lewis Hamilton. Um, but I did want to ask. I know you're a positive regression listener as well. Age yes, 39 season for NASCAR drivers is usually the best season, and this is partly what Alonso is doing right now in his return to F1. Um, he was 39, obviously turned it right. halfway through the season. I mean, do you think that these Formula One drivers are just aging out too soon, or is the prime younger in that um, sport? I would say that prime's generally
1: younger over there. I don't know if it's something to do with the physicality of their cars or something like that, but he has done pretty good in his return. Um, I think the biggest thing is not his age. It was the fact that he spent two years of not driving the cars at all. Yeah. And he had literally three days of testing, whereas you normally get two weeks of testing. So he only had three days to get back up to speed for a two year absence and you know, to be quite honest, Ocon has outqualified him for the most part, but in the races they're pretty much dead even. And I don't I think someone said that form is temporary but class is permanent. I think that's probably the best way to describe him because even if his qualifying pace isn't where it's supposed to be, um, everybody's saying he's got the best racecraft on the grid. He's the hardest guy to pass, he's the best at starts, he seems to do everything right on Sunday.
2: Yeah,
0: and that's all you can really ask from a driver, especially uh, one who is a little bit older. I mean, you look at someone like Kimi Räikkönen, who's still out there. Yeah, he still does good. Yeah, he's still doing the same thing, maybe not getting the results that kind of we expect from him, but that's just because he's in a lower-tier car. Um, Yeah, same. Yeah, it was a great race on Sunday, and um, I I thought the Hungaro Ring put on a pretty decent show. Uh, I did want to ask Jared and Colton if you guys saw the start and what you thought of that first lap incident. Controller (laughs) disconnected. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. what happened was the ultra Botas, I guess, he just didn't break well enough. And uh as Nathan said, (laughs) the controller disconnected and he just center straight on and uh took out not one but two Red Bull cars and and a couple of other guys, including himself. And it was just a crazy race and usually. Yeah, no, Probably. He's never been Maybe. The best wet
1: weather driver, so I've honestly I mean, I'm not surprised in hindsight. Like,
3: brake gate F1. Yeah,
1: <laughs> man. Whenever the brake uh, comes out, he is a he is lost. Like, he just yeah. There was a race last year at Turkey. He spun six times in the rain, six Dang. times while Hamilton just cruised to win. Got them Quinn you know, House. Just, taps. <laughs> yeah, no, it's weird. Like you would think a guy that grew up in Finland and he drives a rally car, like he'd be good in the rain, but it just it's just not working out.
0: I don't know. That's that's kind of weird. I don't guess I've I've paid enough attention to the sport to know that Bottas is not really good in the wet. Um, but yeah, yeah it was a it was a crazy first lap. Made a really interesting GP. Um, some of the stuff was uh, really interesting, especially watching Alonso hold off Hamilton for so long. Um, other drivers rallying up the 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 pack was pretty good too. Um, but that wasn't the only interesting race of the weekend. Um, we didn't have any racing in the nat- national NASCAR series, but we did have local short track racing all over the states. And I would like to pass it off to Colton. Um, so, what happened up in Wyoming?
3: Oh, holy hell! This oh, is a man. This is a long story here. Let's get after it.
0: So, right. everybody, get your popcorn.
3: I claim right. two local tracks. Okay, I claim Colorado National Speedway, which quite a bit of the time, that's that's where I go. That's that's where I hang out at. Um, But we also have one in town here in Cheyenne. It's called Intermountain Speedway. It used to be called Big Country Speedway. Um, So you could look up either and get stats for the whole track. Um, My dad is a – he races out there this year. That's why I'm going there a ton. Um, He was – he took the last 20 years off. um, But the last time he was out on the track full-time, he won the track championship in the mini-stock division. Um, So, I mean, a little history of the track. It's a – they claim it's a quarter mile. It's really about a fifth mile. Paved oval in Cheyenne. Um, they consistently run just a few classes, nothing bigger than a super stock races out there consistently. Um, but they do have payout races every once in a while. So like we just had King of the wing out in Cheyenne. Um, and then they went to Colorado national the very next two days. Um, we have, uh, late models that race out there here and there. Um, we have grand American modifieds, which are similar to the wheeling modifieds. Um, just a little bit shorter wheelbase. They race out there quite a bit, um, kind of every other weekend. Um, but for the most part, the track is a super, small bull ring with just the absolute definition of a beater hobby stock. Um And that's what dad raises in now is it they have these, these gimmicky names for all their classes out there. So they call them the warriors. It's a mini stock. Um, they call them uh, the bombers. <laughs> it's just a V six super stock. Um okay. they, they have the cubbies. Mm-hmm. That's just the rookie class. Um They have all these, these dumb names that I really don't like. Um, it
1: reminds me of the NASCAR, um, they used to call the rounds and the chase like every something different. and like, the, yeah. the contender round and like
0: the yeah. eliminator round.
3: Yeah, and, and so it it sucks because I, I get a lot of friends out there that that know racing at least a little bit, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, it's time for the Warriors," and they're like, "What the hell's that?" I'm like, it, it's a mini stock, yeah. dude. Like, it's just a little four <laughs> <poor> banger <laughs> in a car. Um, but recently, the the track has changed a ton in the past twenty years. When my dad raced in the mini stocks, they were there were a lot of drivers out there that raced in the other classes that were scared of the mini stock series because they raced hard. They were out for blood. They take no second chances at hitting you to get a spot. Um, and so there was a lot of guys that were, they were scared of the mini stocks because it was some rough driving. My dad won the championship with like 20 something cars that year. So you kind of figure how my dad is used to racing. Well, this year, under the new ownership of the track, they do not like racing. They like cars going in circles. They like driving. They don't like right. racing. Any amount of contact to them is dirty driving, right? It's almost like Formula One, but put it into a superstock. stock. Um, and so he's been getting black flagged pretty consistently. It's almost every other weekend. He'll do something. He'll, you know, even if it's something as simple as a car comes down on his nose and he just doesn't yeah. lift and spins them, he'll get black flagged for it. Um, which is stupid because these yeah they class, they don't even allow mirrors, which is completely unsafe. Um, it's causing more wrecks than it's preventing because they don't want guys mirror driving. Well, now if I don't have a mirror, how am I going to tell <laughs> <him the class laughs> Right. Or How am I going to tell him if he's on my quarter panel? How am I going to tell if he's clear? Right. It's causing yeah. a lot more wrecks and we're seeing it kind of unfold this year. Um, so that's kind of a lead up to this last weekend. Dad's had a couple on-track rivalries. Um, there was a guy that I've told all you guys about, um, yeah, that super one Super big beef for like three, four weeks of this guy and they're over They They to made up the the guy that drives the car is actually pretty damn cool. So it was his family. Um, but this week it's getting late in the season. It's starting to boil over. We had four cars in dad's class intentionally spin someone clear as day, like hooking a left in the straightaway, plowing a guy into the wall. Dad got black flagged for an incident that he got spun in. So, set the stage here for those of you at home. Who, and you three, you didn't see it. Right. Dad's going into three, and a car is behind him. car behind him does not lift and just punches that right. up into the car on the outside of him. Dad smokes him, loses the car, spins sideways. He is parked sideways in the track. There's about a lane, probably half a lane of a space underneath him, and then four lanes above him. Well, this moron oh the there, there we go this dude is dumb as hell he come he is the slowest car in the field he comes he's out of turn two by the time the wreck's happening um. dad's sitting in the middle of the track when this dude's halfway down the back stretch he doesn't lift and just wham smacks right into dad oh, no. as soon as dad dumps the oh, clock wow. trying to roll down the track and get the thing started right um Cause at this point there's still no caution until he gets. Oh hit. my god! And so dad's like, hey, shit, I gotta go, right? And he's he's trying right. to pump the clutch and he's letting off the brake. He's trying to get this thing rolling. Rolls down, I don't know, maybe six inches, and this dude t-bones him right behind the fucking wheel, driver's side. Boom! Oh, hit them both hard. Took both cars out. Dad can drive his the '94 who hit him. His name is Kyle Pendulo. Kyle's leaking stuff. I mean, he's leaking every fluid. He's damn near. He's spitting on the track. Right, and this—he—he's not moving. Dad's rolling around the track, and he's—we're trying to get a look. We're standing in the stands, and we're trying to see on his his uh, left front if there's significant damage. He can't turn the car right at all, so he's just hanging left the whole damn time trying to make it around. So he, well, he's cruising around the track, and then we get word that Dad's getting black flagged for causing the incident. So he pulls off. He doesn't even know he's black flagged at this point. He pulls off to look at the car, and they flag him down in the pits. And he walks right up to the to the official's booth, and he starts protesting. They have a camera, a video camera that records all the races. They go back. They look at the footage. They say, hey, you didn't do anything wrong in that situation. He should have let off. He should have seen there was a car stopped. Um, you got to think, it's a fifth-mile track. If you look ahead of you 100 yards, you're going to see everything. And so they said, hey, he was at fault for hitting you. You're not at fault for the original incident. You're good. No black flag. Um, Go check your car out and get back on the track. So dad pulls off. He's looking at his car. At this point, he realized he broke a control arm. A couple of other things. He's not racing tonight. But during that time period, while he's arguing his case, my brothers and I are in the stands. And we're down along the fence right in front of the grandstands. We're not even in the pits. We're in the main section of the stands and we see little old Kyle Pandulo marching his way along uh, while his car's still being worked on in the infield. And he comes by and he starts spitting shit at us. And he's, your dad's an idiot and bleep this and bleep that and bleep that guy. I don't even know who he was at first off to begin with. And this dude is small. This dude is like five foot two, maybe 100 pounds soaking wet with a bag of wrenches.
0: Oh, that well. <laughs> and he,
3: yeah, he is starting the most shit. Right, And there's track security right behind him and the flag man's right behind him and he's spitting off. I was like, who the hell is this dude? Finally, I get it and I start spitting back. Well, at that point, he's already turned and he's walking off with track security behind him. And uh, find out five minutes later, dad's been black flagged for the night. He's not allowed to race. Four, don't know. They already proved he didn't cause that incident, right? Um, So we don't know. We never did get an answer. Um, Come to find out, little old Kyle Pandulo is a real piece of shit. Like a real piece I'll of shit. Oh, where it all begins. Like, if a piece of shit a piece of shit, use that piece of shit. Pandulo was arrested in July of 2020 for strangling his girlfriend. He then got released on bond, because his mom paid the bond. Broke the bond by contacting his girlfriend, and strangling her again. Then Got sent because the Laramie County D.A. sucks at their job. He was only given a year of unsupervised probation with the the whole stipulation of you don't contact the victim. Moved right back in with his ex-girlfriend. And the story <laughs> continues. Same. You see a pattern, here, right? You right. Like it's girlfriend. never going to end. And we found out that this guy has supposedly a warrant out for his arrest. Now, someone at the track called the cops. I know who was not me. Right. Being in the stands, I know who it was. I do not. I did not do it. Call the cops. Come to find out, Pandulo, I mean, we can make a TV show out of this, guys. I swear. <laughs> this, this is a, this is awesome. <laughs> Pandulo's mom is the head official out of the track. One of us. Oh, my God. Man. His dad is the head of security and also the head tech man at the track. Now, to pull it back, the last four or five weeks, if dad doesn't get black flagged, he's pulled into the tech after the race regardless of where he finished so them to check his car out to make sure he's not doing anything illegal they're trying everything they can to disqualify dad because he bumps people out of the way so when pandulo talks to me for a little bit and then runs off of track security he's running off with presumably his dad another security official up to mom to get dad kicked out i pulled up this is brand new today i found a video that someone posted online of pandulo mm-hmm. racing i think it was last year um you can see him get bumped out of the way by someone and then he proceeds to wreck the whole field. Oh way. I need to see his I'll send it to you guys. So this dude has a track history of not being kicked out, not mm-hmm. you know, no one playing by right. the rules. Um I have found out there's a guy named Nick Tabor who currently races down at Colorado national speedway. He used to race with my dad in the mini stocks 20 years ago. And he agreed with everything that I have told you now that the mini stocks were a rough series that that's how everyone used to race back before the track went soft. Um, He has said that in the past, um, the track manager, not even the owner, the guy who runs the track, when he doesn't like someone, he has built a car specifically to go out and wreck this dude.
2: So Nick Tabor is not allowed at the the track
3: because he tried to fight the track manager after doing that one night. He walked back. The track's – the manager's name is Perry. Um, Okay. And his wife's name is Kathy. She is the other head official with the Pandula. Um, So Nick Tabor saw Perry in the garage one night, unloading a car that had never been in the track before, um, put someone else in it specifically to wreck. The guy's name is Gary Cagle. Um, okay. To take him out of the race forever, right? But they don't allow Tabor back at the track anymore. Because he calls out their shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the whole track is just... I mean, it's falling downhill. They don't let anyone race. Um, and if you do race, you, you get black flagged. There were four guys that were intentionally spun this last weekend. None of them were caused by my dad. And none of the other four got black flagged, got sent to the back, got anything. Just reset the field as it was, good to go. Um, one of the guys, I'm surprised that he walked out without an injury because he was the one that another guy turned, left on the straightaway, hooked him into the outside wall right in the front of the corner. and It's smoked driver's side, super hard. So this track loves to play favorites. They do not right. like anyone calling out their shit like I'm doing now.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: they do not like anyone who comes to Russell Feathers. And as soon as you get on their bad side, they'll ignore everything else just to nail on you.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So this is kind of wow. my calling out Intermountain Speedway. Maybe if anyone else is listening, you guys know another track like this in the country. Um, but I mean, it's, it's shit. I mean, honestly, um, when they black flag dad, they can't give him a reason other than dirty driving, right? And so I wouldn't be surprised here with the next week or so. They just say, all right, you're not allowed to race here anymore. Little, little do they know, we have a cousin named Dylan who's on the call. <laughs> as soon as dad gets black flagged, we're going to throw my cousin Dylan in, who is also a track champion in the mini stock series, to come just race the car and do the same shit. My dad's defensive. Dylan is a dick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah this is gonna be this is gonna be an adventure. So it yeah stay tuned for a couple stories um but this weekend, if any of you around Cheyenne are haven't wanting anything to do Saturday night races start at six o'clock. I'll be out there. I'm buying like 10 tickets to this race. I've already got like four or five cowboys that I'm gonna bring out that I know um I went to school with and I'm just gonna get them absolutely wasted on <laughs> the track and just let them start screaming stuff. So I mean oh, it's, that sounds fun.
2: Support your local short tracks. Yeah, yeah
0: definitely. So, um, I, 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 there's a lot to unpack here. First, I'll throw up uh, Cheyenne, uh her comment. Got uh, a love the small track bullshit. So, um, this is something that d- dealing dealing with any sort of familial group is is yeah, going to happen probably. anytime that you're at a short track, and I can say that from my experience working either by myself or with my dad at short tracks um, across the southeast. Um there are really good families and there are really, really mm-hmm. shitty families. Uh like what Colton's describing now, you've got a security head and the, I guess the you said the track manager is 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 this jackass's parent and, and it sucks. Right. Um the track closest to me right now, um that I won't name uh because they still owe me and my dad like a couple hundred dollars uh from what uh, oh, four years exactly. ago now, um for officiating. Um They've always played favorites like that um, uh, ever since uh, my dad stopped working there uh, because mm-hmm. the, the the person who was promoting and, and, and managing the track at that point was not going to play that bullshit. So they've been doing that. Um, there's a couple of guys that definitely have illegal cars um, that just pass right through tech every time um, because they're crowd favorites or whatever. Um, so it, this is not – Something that surprises me at all, especially for a little podunk fifth mile um, that sounds like it doesn't even have good car counts if it's only running smaller cars. So it is what it is. Sounds like just a fun thing to do with your family on the weekends. And um, I don't know what to say about the racing part, though. That's the other thing to unpack here. Um, Obviously, they're continuing to play favorites with that. um, But racing is... I won't say it's like in a definite sense of contact sport, but you know, when they say rubbing is racing, if you're on an oval, especially a short track, it's tight quarters. You're in close with other people. When you're in a hallway full of people, you're going to hit somebody. It's the same thing as when you're racing these cars. And I mean, if you're too scared to get hit or too scared for the the guys that are on your track to get hit, then none of y'all need to be out there. Um, And I, I don't know. This is, there's just a lot of, to unpack here and it's just a little bit, you know, kind of ridiculous that you're (laughs) having to deal with some of this favoritism and also having to deal with pansies. So I don't know.
1: Well, I think honestly that the more I hear that, the more it makes me think that they're using these contact penalties as a, as an excuse to penalize the guys they don't like, because clearly, right. Like clearly, Mm -hmm. like he said, people can hook other people. People can spin other people as clear as day intentionally and they get no penalty. Whereas somebody they don't like can just, I mean, they can breathe on somebody and then they get a penalty. So it almost seems like they're just using that. So they have a rule to look at as an excuse to penalize somebody they don't like.
0: Yeah. And that's fine because one of two things happens. Either you lose cars and your track shuts down and we don't have to deal with your bullshit anymore. Or people like Colton get out there, get vocal and start challenging you and you have to change. And so hopefully that's the direction that they'll be going. Um, since Colton's out here calling them out.
2: Um, yeah, do, they have, <laughs> do they have a Twitter? they have Twitter? You can tag them in. They barely
3: have a website and a Facebook page. So they'll have, that's another thing is these. So the, uh, the track is, it's a, a one of many dying short tracks. Right. Um, they don't pay out for anything. Anyone who mm-hmm. works for this shirt sure, is purely volunteer. That's why you get a lot of these family things is they can't yeah. hire officials. They just, right. whoever shows up can officiate yeah. flag, whoever, um, so that takes me back to your point, Alex, of the guy, you know, with the legal engine. Um, Kyle Pandulo's engine sounds way different than any of these other guys. If he yeah. knew how to drive, he'd be smoking them every single week because he's got he's got a cam in there. He's got something illegal because he sounds right. pretty different. You can hear it almost whistle when he goes by. Um, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: ties yeah.
3: back to his dad being the tech man. Of course, he's gonna pass every single time. Flying mm-hmm. colors. Not <laughs> gonna question anything.
0: Well, you know, he might right. be able to race if he could see over the steering wheel.
3: Exactly. I mean, this dude's tall, and man, he's tough at the track. I mean, I called him out on Facebook. I was like, "You catch me outside the track and talk." You know? Um, yeah. You guys know me. I'm, I'm yeah. fired yeah. up I'm all the Honestly, time. Honestly, this family. The
1: more I hear about them, it's like they, if their kids got in a warrant out for their arrest, and you know, he's had his little legal history before, it almost makes it seem like the whole family's got problems. Because apples probably not falling far from the tree,
3: right? Mm-hmm. So the when yeah. the sheriff showed up to the track again, because I right. called about his warrant. They showed up, which means they're interested in something. Right. 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 Um, It's not just, oh, hey, he's good. They showed up for something. Walked around, saw his pit, saw his car, saw all signs that he was there. Couldn't find him. They left. Well, come to find out, track security had pulled him right behind the ticket, or not the ticket office, the pit window, and just hit him there for a couple minutes. And so as soon as the sheriffs start hauling off the track, I look over and I see Pandulo run out from behind the pit window <laughs> and sprint back to his pit to start working on his car again. It's like what the Man. hell is going on? They got
1: to find a way to make the sheriffs like have the sheriffs like set up right where they they take the kid to hide him and just oh surprise here you are.
3: Just do a better job looking. I mean, they <laughs> come on again.
1: come on now. In a minute and a half,
3: yeah. yeah. Like, yep. Well, he's It's here like the uh, it's like the GTA yeah. cops. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah, like no. Grand Theft It'll Auto, article,
1: dude. <laughs> It's, it's like, like oh, he's one star, man.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Pandula just saw their little window of where they were looking. And yeah. It, yeah. Oh, that's... Um, I mean, this year has drawn out at the Intermountain Speedway um, the biggest crowd they've seen in years. And it's been a cumulative thing, right? Every week, a few more people show up. Um, we're getting close to selling this place out again. And especially with the drama that's happening now, we're going to pack this place out. Um, and the track's doing everything they can to neuter it because the track is for sale. Um, wow. And so the owners, I'm sure, are going to pay out a little bit to the track managers if it's sold. Um, and that's kind of why I think they're trying to neuter this as much as they can. Joke or laugh, laugh part is the tracks for sale for $3 million. This whole facility might be worth 600000 I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Um, and if anyone buys it, they're not going to spend $3 million just to demolish everything and turn it into houses, which is what they're how, going to do. How much... Look.
0: How much acreage is it on? I mean, it's got to be on a small lot if it's a, yeah. a fifth mile. Like even some of the like great tracks around here, I don't think are going to be worth three million, much less no. anywhere near that. Um, so that's an interesting thing that you're saying that they're selling out. Um, that's something that I think we've seen across the nation. Short tracks are becoming more popular. And a lot of people have said that that's because NASCAR is detrimenting themselves. I don't think so. Um, So with the attributes that come with being able to see everything online because of the internet and we've got, you know, uh, speed sport TV, flow racing, speed 51, all these other things, we're getting, we're getting interest in not only racing outside of where you live, but Hey, if I can watch this there, where can I go locally? And so I think you're you're probably seeing that there um in Cheyenne with this little racetrack. Now I'm assuming when you say it's selling out, it doesn't have very many seats.
3: Um no. Right. no. And, and I mean it, it'll probably sit at most a few hundred people, five, six hundred people maybe. Um, but I mean we're selling three, four hundred tickets a week now. I mean it's yeah, pretty. that's pretty good. Oh wow. Um we have the kind of crowd Everybody. right now for a weekly show that we did when King of the Wing showed up. And that was a big national tour. A ton of people showed up for that. And we're getting that every week now, almost. Yeah. You guys might need a
0: race promoter or something to come in there. And I so might to do point, a race yeah. directing and stuff to get, get this on the road and get it yep. out of the hands of these people.
3: Is I've talked to one of the other guys. who is, He's best buds mm-hmm. with the track manager. And I'm really cool. His name is Mike Ward. He's a really cool guy. Um, and I've, I've gone to the bar with him. I've hung out with him. Um, so I talked to him, I said, Hey, talk to Perry, let me run the marketing, right? I'll only do free stuff for the first two, three years. You know, you guys don't pay me anything. I'll get people out here and I'll get you guys having the big crowds that you want to make you money ties back in to, I don't know if they're going to say yes to anything because the tracks for sale, but right. I'm sure the the track managers get a split, even if it's 50 grand. Right. Um, right. And so i don't i've got a whole list of like 70 items i'm gonna put together a presentation take it to them of just free stuff they could be doing that they're not um and just to get people out there get people interested stuff that doesn't even have to do with racing right and have a big party at the track let people camp at the track for the weekends if they want um stuff like this that they're not doing um but again i really don't think they care um another thing is like the racers um, you guys mentioned that like people are getting fed up. Well, it's drawing a lot of fans away. The track doesn't have a really good reputation, Cheyenne. Um, you could ask 10 people on the street who know about the track, and seven of them will say that they're never going back there again because they don't like how it's operated because they're charging right. $10 a ticket for a $4 show. They're charging all this this money for everything they can. You have to buy a point sheet out there. You have to buy, you have to spend money out of your own pocket no to figure way. out what the standings are. That's how greedy they are for money. That's. Um, but you get someone like Colton jump in who say, don't charge for point sheets. Put them out everywhere. I want them above every urinal so people can see who's in order, right? Um, but a lot of the drivers are noticing this too now, and they have for years. Um, right. But I've even got a few. I'm not going to throw their names out just because it's confidential and I don't want them to get in trouble. Um but who have also noticed, and they're thinking about quitting after this year just because they don't like how dad's being treated. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So we're actually trying to stage like a walkout, not necessarily, Ooh, but there you go. Have, have racers show up and just refuse to go on track, or they're going to take the green flag and immediately pull off and just say, all right, screw it. This is what obviously you guys want. This is what you're going to get. Um, so, I mean, other racers have definitely noticed and it's, it's to the point now where, At the beginning of the season, it was just the Cranmores that go out. It was the Coltons and Todds who noticed this unfair treatment. Well, now the fans are booing. Now the fans are showing up just to say, you know, hey, let this dude race. He's not doing anything wrong. Um, You need to call out this if you're going to call out that. The fans are really getting pissed. Um, And that's another thing is they're going to lose all these fans and all these drivers after the end of the year. That's not racing after next year. And all the fans know that. And so they're going to come out and they're going to speak their mind and they're not going to show up next year. Ties back tracks for sale. I don't think that they care,
0: yeah, which kind of sucks. Um, I mean, I know it doesn't seem like a very big track, but you know, that's that's guys' hobbies, that's what they do on the right. weekends, that's the fun that you know, that thing that they do to blow off steam. Um, you know, like I remember the track that we used to work at this down here. Um, I mean, we would have races where, where people would show up 100 to 120 cars. On just a regular Saturday night, they can't even get thirty right now just because of the mismanagement. So it sucks as a fan to see that. And I would, I hate for you guys just to lose a racetrack. Um, I, I'm sure that if your dad knew that management was changing or someone bought the track instead, that he might continue racing um, unless he's got other other things yeah, going on.
3: It's a health thing. So he has MS. Gotcha. That's mm-hmm. why he quit racing twenty years ago. Gotcha. Um, the reason he's racing now is because my parents split up and he wanted to do it just as a one more time, right? Mom's not around to tell him no or anything like this Right, to show that he could do it because I'm the only one out of my three brothers that ever saw my dad race. Um, mm-hmm. My dad retired after the 2000 season when he won the championship. And uh, my middle brother was, I think, three, just going on four. And my other brother, well, no, my, my middle brother was two, not even two yet. And my youngest brother had just been born. And so, I'm the only one that ever saw him race. And so that's a lot of reason he's racing this year and only this year. Because I mean, you can tell he gets out of the car and he doesn't do well in the heat. Um, yeah. Right. He's he's sweating. He, he'll lie on the ground. It, I mean, it's kicking his ass to do all this. And so that's why he's told us several times, this is it. He can't do this gotcha. in a year. Yeah. But what the track doesn't want to do is drive out the whole Cranmore family, because Dad's mm-hmm. still got a car and he's going to give it mm-hmm. to someone. To go race out there. It's probably going to be one of my brothers or my cousin. Um, And so, what the track really does not need if they want to keep these crowds is to kick out all the Cranmores and just say, All right, bon voyage, right? Because, I mean, Cranmores run this damn town. I mean, (laughs) I say that as one, but I mean, we know a hell of a lot of what's going on here. We used to sell that track out every single week. People would come and they'd pay their 10, 12 bucks. And they'd go buy $6 beers and then go buy $8 hamburgers just to sit and watch the racing. And they're just now getting back to that point where if they run on this momentum, they could easily do it. Yeah. But I don't think they want to, which is terrible. Yeah. I don't know. Knowing that your
0: dad has those health issues, that's kind of even shittier the way that they're treating him. Like, I know that's not an excuse because, you know.
2: Yeah, a good track. That'd yeah. be something really cool that you could advertise. Like, hey, one more season with, you know, like some, yeah. like you know, t- try to promote that or something. Like, you know, you might yeah, get, exactly. some pe- get some older people. Get some older people. Like, man, I watched him race 20 years ago. You know, some some sort of stuff like that. Yeah, you know? it's almost that- just straight corruption from the officiating everything. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and yeah. there's a ton of stuff they they could be advertising their yeah. drivers. They could have mm-hmm. them out in the concourse to sign autographs in between features.
2: They could. Get the kids involved and stuff. You know, that's where you really, that's what, that's where, that's where it works for like any types of sport or whatever. If like you get kids hooked, guess what? They're coming back the next week or something.
3: right? And those kids are going to grow up to turn into me. Who's going to want to support every local track, not just mine. Um, Right. The kid, I mean, I'll go to a race. I've been to a race every weekend since May 8th. Um, (sighs) I Take out one because I had a birthday party. Um, But every weekend I've been to here, I've been to Erie um, down at, colorado national um so i mean i go to races every single chance i can that's what we need to do we need to get the kids more involved Mm
0: -hmm. absolutely yeah and there's tons of different ways to do that i mean it doesn't even have to be the racing i mean a kid shows up they hear that big motor room and sometimes they get scared um depending on how old they are so you know that is whatever but you know there's racetracks that have bike races for kids they can Mm -hmm. run on the racetrack they can they they'll do stuff where like they have frisbees that this driver sign and throw into the pre race track t shirts frozen yeah. t shirts all
3: kinds of stuff man if y'all are listening to this uh, on Twitter at Cranmore Colton send me some ideas my DMs are open um, if you have anything to make any local track better I guarantee this place isn't doing it um, one of the things I thought of I went to a Colorado Eagles it's a minor league hockey team close to here um, mm-hmm. I went to one of their games and you could buy a puck. For a dollar and you could write your name on the puck and at the intermission, they put a big bucket, like a five-gallon bucket out in the right. middle of the ice and you could throw your puck and if you made it, you got like 500 bucks, right? Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of little stuff they could be doing that wouldn't cost very much at all, right? Yeah. They could I, do that with tennis right. balls. I'd buy the tennis balls. Shit. What's 500 tennis balls? 200 bucks.
2: Yeah, they do that at uh, one of the minor league baseball fields around here. They have, you can buy like a tennis ball, maybe like, I don't even know how much it used to be, but they would just have hula hoops out there or a bucket out on the baseball field. And you're just from the stands. You just throw them out there. You know, if you get it in the hula hoop or if you get it in the bucket, then you win a prize or whatever. But like, that's something cheap that you can do, you know, just yeah, you know, fan engagements were what really runs it after besides like the actual action on the field or on the track.
3: And I know they're making enough money to start doing stuff like this. If they're selling 200 tickets, which is a very, I mean, that's a very yeah. modest estimate for what they're doing. Um, that's $2,000 just on tickets. You're not counting the beer. You're not, I mean, beer is their money maker. Um, yeah. You're not counting the concessions. You're not counting the pit passes of the drivers showing up and people want to go see you um so i mean they gotta be making five grand a week out there why can't you give away 50 bucks to a fan because that 50 dollars to a fan is going to mean a hell of a lot more to them if you keep coming back to the track right. gonna track who's going to pocket it and mm-hmm. laugh at the bank you know yeah
0: i mean there's stuff like 50 50 raffles and stuff like that i know they do that on a lot of racetracks um they even do that at the braves games i found out this last sunday some guy won 20 something thousand dollars from that so <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh, what? so so I mean there, there's a lot to, there's a lot to do for fan stuff. Um, and it's kind of funny uh, you said fan experience is kind of um, the center of, of what racetracks need to be doing, Jared. And you know, uh, I think Colton and myself are very, very privy to wanting to help, especially in the sport of NASCAR with fan acquisition, not just fan experience Mm -hmm. at the track, how to get fans. Um, So with that being said, Colton, if we're done, do you mind moving on to the next part of this show? All right. Um, So what I mean by that is there's a lot that the fans can and can't do uh, based on either not having enough knowledge or not really having anywhere to voice their opinions. Well, well, we are fan fuel motorsports if you didn't notice we changed our name on twitter um and our at is now fan fuel msm down at the bottom there capital f capital f capital msm now and um we're fan fuel motorsports um what does that mean well we're we're where the fans feel talk about now Naz- or about motorsports right in the name i said nascar uh I was going so well for a while. You got overhyped. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really hyped right now. Um, so I had this idea back in 2015. I never could get it off the roll. I did start to do it, and at one point I was like, really like getting low, and I was like, I, you know what, I got to say something. I got to have a, a, a platform to say something, and there's nothing out there. And so I was like, well, I can't do this by myself because it's not going to be that right. great. So I got hooked up with Nathan. I've known him. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a while since the Reddit days um, yeah, and those been interesting. On Twitter. yeah and I had to beg him to come on the show and we started this project really really well. He said, hey there's this other guy and that was Colton he came on and Colton and he uh, or Colton and Nathan and I we all started talking about some stuff and we said something along the lines of hey we need somewhere for the fans to interact. Mm-hmm. and then colton said hey there's another guy that i know named jared and he's got uh, this same sort of idea and we're all kind of rolling the same way so we all four got connected and jared i'm gonna go ahead and pass it off to you what does fan fuel motorsports have coming here soon
2: oh man we got some really big things coming along so i'll do a little backstory also with this i was basically like alex too i've always wanted to try to get you know my opinions on nascar out there you know i used to i would tweet about it on twitter but you know like maybe you've got like 20 people to see it or like one like if that but i've always like been very opinionated with nascar as a fan i've always just wanted to experience stuff like away from my local racetrack just see a bunch of different things but there's never like there's not really a site out there that connects with the fans you know you have your normal site you have your normal media coverage sites that keeps you up to date with the news Mm -hmm. but unless you're like emailing someone or calling some people you're not going to find that what to do with the track where to go around the track and that kind of leads to what i wanted to do i kind of wanted to build something where hey if i'm going to bristol i would love to know like Where's there to eat? What's the good thing to do? What's some things to avoid? What's the best traffic places, places to stay? So just little things like that, or just see like what kind of uh, collections people have. Cause I know I've seen a lot of cool things that I never thought even existed in the NASCAR world. And that's kind of like what we're trying to do here with FanFuel Motorsports. So really the big announcement is we're working on a website and we're going to try all four of us here. We're going to start to try to build different content, for the fans out there because like the like what the slogan is where fans feel talk about sports, we want a site where fans essentially run the site right. so we're looking mm-hmm. what we're doing now is we're gathering our content and stuff up but we're also announcing today that we want help from you the fans to try to provide some content before we have our big launch party that we're projecting to have Friday, September third, the Friday before the Southern Five Hundred, and right before the playoffs, we felt as a group it'd be a good time, you know, to try to launch this thing because there's, you know, there's those people that to for any sport, people that just tune in for the playoffs or just start to get interested right. in the playoffs. Right. Plus, this fall is just going to be really big fan interaction wise for every sport, because, you know, you got the NFL coming up on Sundays, you still got, you got the NASCAR playoffs on Sunday. So everyone's going to be social media active this come this fall. And I think that with this content that we're putting together and this content that we can get from you fans, I think it's going to be what we call a safe place for fans to come, not get attacked like you do on social media or Reddit or whatever, mm-hmm. somewhere where you can tell your stories tell like you know shout out your local short tracks or something or even we can even create something like short town stories or something could be a column and if like if people like colton (laughs) have some interesting stories about their local short tracks you can submit it to us but what we're like i said like what we're working on right now we just want to get some more content from the fans we want to try to get you know pictures videos you know i was thinking of doing something like you know get a view of my seat or something and if you just submit different places to sit you know people can look like oh this would be a pretty cool spot to sit like you know it's that's one of those things that's kind of hard to find online is like where's where's the best seat you know like for me this for me this upcoming weekend's Watkins Glen I might be going there but there I don't really have a uh I don't have a site where I can see like, oh where's the best seat or what's an opinion mm-hmm. on it. Like, sure you can get like a little 3D model or something on Google or like Ticketmaster or something that projects to show what it's like, but you know, something if there's like a little description, like, hey, you might if you sit here, you know, there was like a fence or something or a pole that you can't see a certain spot or, you know, some, yeah. some little little details like that or like, you know, that's kind of what we're looking for here. And Alex created Alex actually created a little spreadsheet or spreadsheet or form Google form. Yeah, it's for Google form where, you know, you can submit it to us. We can look at it. We'll work with you because our goal is to basically be super fan friendly. We want to interact with everyone. We want everyone to get their stories out. And you can honestly just even look at us. Like we don't yeah. have before we all even got together. Like we were just doing our own little little miniature worlds in our areas.
3: Next, right. thing, you
2: know, I'm branching out. Oh, look, I have friends down in Florida. I got a friend down in out in Wyoming. You know, I never thought that would be something that would even happen. And then all this came together. Cause I remember I texted Colton whenever I saw his podcast and like, yo, I kind of want to do something with this. And Colton's like, Oh, I got, I got something even better. And we met up one day and guess what? Here we are. Yeah. Uh,
0: and there's four of us now. So that's, that's what's, yeah. what's great about this. Um, all from just one little spark of, you know, I've got to do something and I've been you know, blessed with connecting with these three guys and we've all got common goals. And I'm sure that listening to what Jared just said, you've probably got that same sort of goal because you probably want that in your fan experience as well. So he said uh, uh, I've got a form up. So let me explain that just a little bit. Um, it's a Google Docs form. Um, if you're going to send something to us, we're going to post it on Twitter after the show tonight. Um, you can download that and send that to us at our email at Um, FanFuelPodcast at gmail.com I know we just changed our name to FanFuel MSM, so it's a little bit weird. But we've had the Gmail since the beginning of uh, the inception of the show. um, And now it's growing into something else. We're just going to keep it just for easiness sake. Um, So if you'll send that there with your content, um, I'll kind of quickly go over it. Um, Basically, it's just a content submission form. We were going to ask you to tell us about yourself. You don't have to fill everything out here, but we've got your name, your age, your favorite driver, your hometown, your home track, and how long you've been a fan. Um, And there's a brief bio, uh, a brief description of yourself that you can provide. Any of that that you want to include on the website, just go ahead and highlight that and we'll get it up when we start doing it. We've got a content submission checklist and we want you to check what kind of content that you're getting to us. Um, with this website, we're going to have a few, um, just featured places for a featured story. And this could be something that we feature daily or featured weekly. Um, so we've got a checklist for the opinion piece of a feature story or a race analysis for a feature story, whether that's what you want to talk about the sport, where you think the sport is headed, where you want it to head, or if it's a race analysis, because you want to say something that you saw, you know, at the racetrack this weekend at Watkins Glen or at your local short track uh this weekend go ahead throw that to us and we'll do what we um will we'll see about it and we'll do uh what we'll do with that
2: heck if you think of something that we haven't even thought about too you know shoot that our way and we can most likely make it happen we have four people four guys here that are Mm -hmm. brainstorming and obviously there's i'm sure there's a lot of ideas we haven't even thought of that could probably be a super awesome idea so don't be afraid to reach out you can even dm all of us or Mm -hmm. whoever if you have an idea if you're not following one of us like just dm us with an idea and we'll take your into consideration. Like we're not going to turn down any ideas. There's really no stupid ideas when it comes to this. So yeah,
0: absolutely. It's a mm-hmm. fan run website. And one of the ideas that Jared had was whether or not we know what we're doing when we're going to a racetrack, what do we need to sit? Where do we need to go? Oh, we've got at track do's and don'ts and weekend do's and don'ts. What are you going to do? Uh, Recommendation wise for going to the race weekend, going to, uh, places to eat, places to stay, mm-hmm. where to sit, what not to do in situations at the racetrack. Don't park in lot D. Don't park in the purple lot. Um, avoid the restrooms in section, you know, whatever because they've never been, you know, updated since I've been going there in nineteen, you know, seventy four. Something, mm-hmm. anything like that. Right. Uh, we're we're going to be doing photography features and diecasts of the week as well, mm-hmm. and uh, these are kind of, you know, provide something interesting. Um, that you think a lot of the other fans would want to know, you know, um, a brief history or, or story of a car or a driver or a, or a track from local or national stuff. If you want to talk about your favorite wonky paint scheme, do that. If you want to talk about a racetrack that you found in the woods near your house, do that as well. Um, and then just know that we um, would like to read and edit some of your stuff and um, uh, before putting it on, just to hom- homogulate the website and make sure there's no profanity and stuff like that on it as well. So, unless it, you know, needs it, you know, uh, I guess. Uh, but we want to keep it a little bit cleaner uh, rather than not. Let's keep it um, family
2: friendly and a professional. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, if things need to be said, oh, we'll we'll right. do what we need to do to to um, definitely not have that word there if you catch my draft um, and then just let us know if you want to send that proof back before, um, before we post it or not. And that's kind of where we're at with the forums. Um, and, you know, I mean, that's pretty much all I've got for that. So Colton, I know you had something you wanted to say.
3: Yeah. So I'm just to piggyback off, you guys hit damn near everything. Um, I mean, you'd be amazed when you start talking to fans, how close a lot of their opinions line up and a lot of other ideas oh, yeah. line up. Um you know, I mean, I've connected with people all over the country. I joke and say I've got a, a NASCAR fan in every state, but I really, I dang did you you. Um, and so, I mean, you'd be amazed at how, if you guys send us an idea, how much we take it into consideration. Because a right. lot of the times, it's going to be something that we haven't thought of because you're going to provide a different perspective. Um, I like to think that I do that being out here in the middle of nowhere versus someone who goes to races every single weekend, you know. Right. Um, So, I mean, we're asking for stuff for all tracks, not just NASCAR tracks. Um, We want to do your local short tracks as well. Absolutely. Um, Even some IndyCar tracks. um, Yeah, anywhere. Any any, any track that you can give us information on of where to go, where to sit. um, Provide a lot of the fans with the experience, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. I can already tell you guys what I tell you for Colorado National Speedway and my local short track as well. Um, And if we expand that, I mean, we can get – you guys can hop on and you can go to any track in the country, hop on fan fuel and see what people are saying about their experience in this section in, with parking here, going to the, this concession stand. Um, and then, I mean, as well, we, I mean, we'll hear submissions. We'd love to get you guys on the podcast. We are fan FanFuel. Um, yes. We try to keep it as much fan-oriented as we can.
2: Yeah, definitely just keep sending us stuff because like what Colton was saying with his story, like we could all of us here, we kind of got like a little idea on what his local short track is now just Mm -hmm. imagine how many other short tracks around there are there that have crazy stories like that, or just in general, like I would love to hear, like what other short tracks are like, because you know, that's not something that's just publicly advertised on a national type of stage where Especially on a website, like you can't really find that. Like, I don't know what kind of short tracks. I never knew, like, before. I never knew what kind of short tracks were out in Wyoming. And Colton just got, I just got a brief description on a little history of it, all in like a little twenty minute segment. So, you know, you support your local short track by giving them publicity. You know, once that article's out there, you know, maybe even tag them in that. And guess what? There's going to get some more viewers, more fans with us to see your content. And then guess what? There could be more opinions to be formed, more articles, more content for all of us and your local area. So that's what I got with that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's mm-hmm. a, that's a great point. Cause I mean, even as well-versed in short track racing as I am, because I come from a, an officiating family, <laughs> I, I don't know half the dirt tracks that are even in the southeast, not to mention the rest of the country. You know, I mean, if if the world of outlaws didn't go to like a Port Royal Speedway, well, I'd have never heard of it, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. and I mean, I know, Jared, that's your neck of the woods being in Pennsylvania. But I mean, do you know of Sanoa Raceway and in, in Georgia? Exactly. Nope. So it's 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 going to be something good. Um, especially regionally for people like Jared said, you don't really know what to do except for in your local community. But let's say you hear that a bigger event, um, maybe not a national, but a regional series is coming to your uh, your short track um, and you're like, oh damn, this was good racing. I want to go see them next week and they're going to be three hours away. Well, if you don't know anybody that's never been to that racetrack, where are you going to go to figure out what you need to do as far as parking, do they allow coolers? All this kind of stuff. So it, it's kind of kind of be, you know, a place where fans can get their opinions off, but also it's going to be a database where fans can show what you do and don't need to do in the local tracks and in the local areas around even some of the big tracks. And I think that's a, a great idea, and I hope you guys uh, would would want to help us out with creating uh, just a mass of content so that each of us. Well know when we come to your neck of the woods what we need to do for your local short, right?
2: Yeah, we're gonna be like a better version of Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's
0: basically the goal. Basically
2: better version of Reddit, like no less hostile. Yeah, less yeah. hostile. Just to say, like I said, it's gonna we want it to be a safe place for all fans of any sport to just come, you know, browse whatever, check whatever they feel like looking up and hopefully like we get this thing rolling here. We got like that 10 week It's like a, I I look at it as like a little 10 week trial run, see how we do these 10 weeks of the playoffs, what kind of content we get. And then once we kind of get our get our names out there, we're gonna have the whole off NASCAR off season build. And then we have some I have some couple things planned for next season coming along. So we're definitely gonna have a lot of content this winter. Would probably also be a good time to get more content from everyone too. You know, it's the off season. If if you're that big of a NASCAR fan and just want to get some content or just read some content, hopefully this winter we'll be posting stuff on the daily, and you'll have new content mm. different types of content learn some new stuff so that's really our big goal and i'm really glad that you know i got to meet all of you guys because first time i talked to alex like i just was shooting my stuff my opinions whatever and it just lined up absolutely yep. you could it couldn't have lined up more perfectly is how it really came down to that i literally found someone that had like sort of the same idea as us and we basically <laughs> just it together to where we're announcing this today
0: yeah, and uh, and and it's not just me; it's Colton and Nathan too. Um, and something that I know Nathan is going to bring to the table that you know some of us don't, because I mean we're four different individuals with totally different passions about racing, which yeah, is very we're, interesting. We're all over the place. So Nathan, Nathan brings in the open wheel stuff a lot. I mean, he is a big Formula One fan. He is a big, um, IndyCar fan. And, and and I know some of the stuff that you wanted to do, um, was bring a little bit of that passion to the website yourself. So kind of explain to people what we can do with these fan features and these fan featured stories outside of the realm of stock car racing or short track racing. Um,
1: I mean, it can still even be stock cars or short track racing, um, I guess I'm kind of a big like history nerd, you know. Like right. there's people out there like that. You know, Dale Jr. is one of those people. Um, I've historically been one of those types of people. Um, I love old stats. I love old paint schemes. I love just reading and watching stuff from a few years back and just enjoying the history side of racing. I feel like that's a good thing to do. Um, I don't care what type of racing it is. Like if it's history, it's cool to me. So. I feel like my biggest contribution is probably going to be trying to highlight that side of the sport because maybe somebody that's just became a fan two years ago might learn something they didn't learn beforehand. If they look on the website and they see, you know, an article about a race from 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's not even, you know, the yeah. guys that it's just become a fan. I mean, there's probably, you know, plenty that we could learn, you know, especially back in, and some of the older driver stuff, you know, mm-hmm. pre-modern era for NASCAR, some of the older, like 50, 60 F1 drivers like Dan Gurney and, and yeah. uh, and all that kind of stuff that, that probably you're going to be more passionate about than that. We are, that we are obviously going to think cool because racing cars fast mm-hmm. is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. And exactly. uh, that's what all brought us together. So that's, that's, that's basically what the whole website's about. It, it's, it's, truly like our slogan where fans feel talk about motorsports, you know, we, we we're, we are trying to have a, a complete space where fans can just fuel their passions with motorsports of, you know, other fans who are also fueling their passions. And, and, you know, I, I can't wait. It's a, it's a great opportunity. I'm glad you guys all, you know, got on board in the, Odd quickly way that it it kind of all fell in into shape i'm glad jared that you had the know how to get this thing started this is basically your baby we're just along for the ride and um hell yeah i mean it's it's been pretty pretty great trying to figure this out i'm glad we're finally announcing it and i can't wait for september 3rd that's only a short uh month away so um if you guys could you know get get with us get some content in Download that Google Docs form. Um, send it to us in an email with your content. Let us know who you are. We'll love to mm-hmm. get to know you. And like uh, Colton said, if you'd like to be on the show, just DM one of us. We're glad to have you. Uh, Fan Spotlights is kind of the direction that we want to be going in. Um, of course, we'll have content when we don't have someone to talk about, just like tonight. Um, but, you know, we're, we're here for you. Uh, this is this is not only to make our, our uh, fandom stronger it's it's to help yours as well so uh, yeah know, def,
2: def, def, definitely. definitely just look at that form and
0: i can send that to people tonight even
1: um i'm in several group chats with a bunch of people that are fans of you know nascar or anything or whatever um the only thing is i do need to request access to that link because every time i click on it it just says access denied request access from the host so once right. well, once we do I'll that i'll figure um, that out. i'll send that out to everybody
2: yeah, Sam, I'll do that too for the. I'll just say, hey,
1: look, you should fill this out. Like, how long you been a NASCAR fan? Just we need
2: help with this. Yeah, so don't be afraid to just like like I said earlier, just don't be afraid to reach out to us. You know, like I didn't even know Colton before, and I just reached out to him one day, just just for shits and giggles, basically. And guess what? Right. I, ended up, I ended up here a couple months later. So anything's possible. Like most likely, you'll probably get featured on something. So do not be afraid to fill out that form. Reach out to us. Help us all build a site for all of us. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I don't think you can say better.
1: Yeah.
2: I got nothing else better than that. Mm-hmm. I, used all, I used all my lines.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I'm i trying to fix the thing while in the middle of the show. Probably should have waited till the end of that. Yeah, we'll figure um, it out. Yeah. With oh, um, well, that being said, uh, we do have to get into Watkins Glen picks before we get done. Um, it's been two weeks, guys, so I don't really remember what went on last time. Um, so Shoot. Uh, I know that I tweeted it, and we yeah, were. I, had,
1: I know that for sure that we, we stopped after New Hampshire. Um,
2: yeah, I know Colton had that crazy
1: of Gamble. And,
3: yep, and it, I got second. I got a point. Um, yeah. Works, had, right? Every point matters. Had Brad Keselowski? I think it was Alex. No, it's me. me. Yeah. No, no, had no. I had
0: Mark Trucks Jr.
3: Yeah, I had oh, Keselowski. Oh. Nate had Keselowski, so Nate mm-hmm. got the two points. I got one. Alex, sorry, bud, you're at zero. This week. <laughs> yeah. um, who did Jared have? I don't, Jer, I don't think oh, you're did not. Jared. Did uh, Jared uh,
2: any last sorry? I No, because that was the episode. Was that the episode? Did you do that with Rattlesnake?
0: Yeah, that was that episode. Yeah, right? I missed that oh, I had Oh, worked, yeah, I had worked yeah that you're night. right. All right then. Uh, well, I guess I'm gonna go first. If I'm, All right, if I was let's... the person that finished last, well, I, you know what, the 19 got robbed in uh, New Hampshire because of the the caution. Right. I'll I'll go ahead and pick him again. Okay, you know, that's that's a really good pick. Free.
1: Like you took one of the heavy hitters off the board.
0: I like
2: that pick. I mean, I'll go one step further. I think Truex could have won the 2019 race if we had a different yeah. error package. But yeah, he got
1: stuck
2: a, in the dirty air. That's a, yeah. that's a completely different story.
1: Yeah, and I totally agree
0: with that take. So, All right, I'll, I'll go ahead and give this one to Jared since I guess he should have went first. But no. <laughs> um,
2: I think I'm going to go... I'm going to be biased and go with my boy KFB for the week. I think he's really statistically good. At Watkins Glen, he has two wins there. In 2013, a lot of people kind of forget about it, but yeah, the, I two, that the, 2000, the 2012 race where he kind of got spun, but kind of also got slipped on the oil that was on the track, mm-hmm. he kind of got his redemption win the, the next year. And I think like with what transpired at New Hampshire, he's going to be driving a little bit differently. I think he's going to be driving a little upset at NASCAR. I think he might pull off the win there and then another little stat that also nobody really pays attention to the 2018 race that Chase Elliott won his first race i think Kyle yeah. got busted for speeding or something, something like this air hose Some, yeah winning. something something put him in the back and i think he restarted right. in the 20s worked his whole way up to third but nobody really mm-hmm. talks about that because you know you had Chase Elliott winning his first right, race cuz they one, were so which, far
1: ahead of everybody yeah, else which
2: which was a uh, which was a big deal obviously but just the fact that he drove the whole way through there on like completely unnoticed. Like that, that shows he's pretty good there. And we basically have like that type of package. We're not going to have the arrow package where you guys are stuck behind one another, like 2019. Mm -hmm. So that'll be definitely, I think he's one to watch.
0: All
3: right.
2: All right. Uh,
3: Yeah. Cool. So my guy, I am playing the points game at this point in the season. I'm not trying to win every week. I did that earlier. I got three straight weeks where I won. Um, I'm trying to play the points game. I'm trying to be consistent here. I am going with a guy who is an underrated road racer. At at Watkins Glen throughout his career, he has an average finish of 11th. He finished Fifth the last time they raced there in 2019. I think I
2: know where it's oh, going. I, know who it is. I am
3: gonna go with my guy, Ryan yeah. Blaney. Yeah. <laughs> there you and go. It. I, could just, I, could see I could that, can just damn see, see that from my way. Wild cards from here on out, basically. Um, how many
0: times have you picked Ryan Blaney this year? Twice. Yeah, I know. Like twice? Mm, come on. Yeah.
3: I I'm like I said, I'm playing for points. Consistency matters. That's what I'm going with. All right, Matt Kenseth. Yeah.
1: Um <laughs> I'm probably going to
3: pull right. like the
1: ultimate jinx job on my own driver here, but I think Colton kind of forced my hand here and I'm going to go with Hamlin because, you know, <laughs> generally speaking, the Joe Gibbs cars have been really good at Watkins Glen. Um, he's always had top five speed. Um, he, he did win in 2016. Granted that was with a whole lot of luck after the 18 and the two went off in turn one and he inherited the lead. So but aside from that, you know, he's had a fourth place finish. He was running top five when his air host got run over. He was, I believe, 2019, he was in a third place. He was on his own island. Like, Elliot and Truex were 10 seconds ahead of him, and then he was five seconds ahead of fourth. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: I honestly feel like if anyone's going to maybe not win, but just top 10 out of the
2: Watkins land race, it's probably going to be him. So we all picked our favorite drivers, basically. Is what came out. Yeah, I know I for sure I'm going to Jason. He's going to crash on that one. I can't. I I can't what what I believe to do that. It Denny like
0: that, man. I mean, you just Look, left man. Chase Elliott on the board, knowing he's the best. <laughs> oh road my racer god! Right no, 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 no.
2: How do you forget that? Uh, I, I, and you're. If he's going to win. If, watch him if win, he blow he's the tire and winds up
0: like twentieth, he's going to lose the points lead. I'm going to blame you, Gahan. I forgot about
1: Chase Elliott, man. Just, oh.
0: You just said something about it. Oh my god! When you were recapping, like, look, look, man. Stop the count. We need to redo. Like we're gonna nah, read for late. Next, so It's too late. You picked the eleven. You Come got it. on. The we're the racing
3: for second so, this week.
0: So I mean, Jeez. Colton, you're the only guy that didn't god. that didn't choose a JGR car. So uh,
2: I mean, see, man. I just I, mean, I had
1: Chase Elliott. I'm like I'm thinking I'm like Hendrick, 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 and I'm like.
2: He's thinking I don't that,
1: understand how I forgot about Chase. He was thinking underrated, like and cold, even non-decide. Larson is not a snub
0: at these road courses, man. I mean, yeah, no. And I was thinking, I'm like,
1: I thought, Larson, I, was like nah, I thought Larson, I was like, nah. I thought Byron, nah. Bowman, nah. Yeah. Like, well, how uh, I forgot Chase Elliott, I just don't. It's a bad
0: day from the five, so that we can still have the points lead with Denny Hamlin I've because literally just given,
1: it. I've given Alex the win for picks as yeah. well. True X is like a guaranteed top two. Nope. Hey,
0: I'll take it after him being knocked out of turn one of lap seven or eight last week because of rain. So yeah. I will take it and run. Uh, I think I deserve that. Um,
1: I could really use the nineteen and the nine crashing up in the S's at some point in that race. They're going to finish. That I do one race wide open for
2: me. They're going to finish one two <laughs> yeah. again.
1: Yeah, I'm like, can y'all like wreck or something? Give Hamlin the win?
0: Nah, that's not going to happen.
1: It's all right. Kyle Busch is going to penalty this, this week. Yeah, no, he does not.
0: Yeah, well, um, just just know that uh, once we come to the playoffs, we're switching this thing up. So um, that's yeah, it's called the anti
1: anti me rule.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, um, guys, just be looking to that. We got the playoffs coming up. We're going to be redoing fan field picks. Uh, we're going to use. I think we agreed on the top twelve in playoff rankings. Mm-hmm. um and we can only choose one driver each week so we'll have two left over at the end of the season uh, just to put some strategy into it so it's going to be a little bit tougher so uh i hope whoever's going to build that lead in the next four weeks is happy uh because everybody else will be gunning for them um with that being said that's all we have for tonight thank you for sticking around another short show uh, we're going to try and be um uh getting content out um from you guys onto the website so that we can have that launch smoothly on nine three. Uh, so if you would, like I said earlier, um, email us, um, with your content, with the f- submission form and a little bit about yourself, um, to fanfuelpodcast podcast, all lowercase at gmail.com. And, uh, you can find that sheet on, uh, Twitter shortly after the show is over tonight. And other than that, we'll see you next week. Stay in touch. Follow us on Twitter. And uh, that's the new Fan Fuel MSM Twitter handle uh, capital F, capital F, capital MSM. And uh, drink you some chalky milk just like Colton has tonight. And uh, we will see you next week. All right, guys. Bye. See you.